Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Ribbon. This podcast is brought to you by Pete's Car Smart Kia. These guys are not here just to sell you a car, but they believe in building relationships with their customers and the community. Visit their website at petescarsmartkia.com and be sure to follow them on their social media platforms as well. Welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Ryan, I'm going to say a word, and I want you to tell me the first thing that pops into your mind. Oh, yeah. These are fun, Pam. I like these. Let's, let's do it. Epic. Huge. Huge. Yeah, big. You know, big. You know for some of our listeners, they might think, oh, that's my medical records, right? <laughs> Epic. <laughs> yes, it, they can be rather large, can't they? Yes, but, you know, what about an epic experience? Yeah, you know, um, I would I would think of some of the things I've done over the years as an epic experience. You know, there's mm -hmm. lots of challenges and lots of things uh, that come along with that. How about you? Something exciting, something that's going to challenge me, challenge me, maybe change me, that yep. uh, get me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that means it's right. It's going to be exciting that um, we get to hear about an epic experience and um, not just one experience, but lots. Many. Yes, lots of those. That leads us right into today's episode on an epic experience. And I tell you, uh, we're super excited to have uh, Wingman joining us today. And we'll we'll talk about uh, nicknames and so forth in a minute. But that's not his real name, guys. His real name is Colin uh, Farrow and Colin is a part of Epic Experience located in Colorado outside of Denver. Colin, how are you? Good, thank you. Or, or should we just call you Wingman? I respond to both. Uh, <laughs> you know, enough people in my day to day life now know me as Wingman. So I'm, I'm either Colin Farrow or Wingman. I'll respond to them all. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, we want to enlighten. We, I want to be enlightened. I know, Pam, we've talked about, um, we try to invite, encourage our folks to be a part of various experiences that we offer. Um, but some of the, you know, we're not able to offer all the great epic experiences like these guys are. So Colin, let's walk through first, what is epic experience? And then we do really want to talk about all the activities that you guys offer. Yeah. So um, one, thank you for the shout out, uh, you know, Epic. Uh, yes, we are not the software. We, uh, as we say, when we go to talk to other, you know, cancer centers, uh, you know, we are the fun Epic, as we like to say, Oh yes. um, you know, and so Epic Experience was founded in 2012 uh, by my mom, Nancy. Uh, it was founded after my brother's uh, cancer diagnosis back in 2007. And during that time, um, him and I were in college out here in Denver, originally from Northern California. And uh, my mom always wanted to do something after that experience that my brother had. She wanted to do something to make sure that no other cancer survivor felt the isolation, the loneliness, um, the depression that my brother went through through his journey. She wanted to be able to provide support and help. And as we say, an, a, a family that um, understands them. And so really, it was through our you know, family, my mom's vision that Epic Experience was born in 2012. Uh, and so we just celebrated our um, 10 year anniversary back in July, which was great. Uh, and it's amazing to see how far we've come, but uh, we are a family run organization. We just had our um, fourth team member join us who is a part of the Epic Experience family, might not be blood, but he is family. And uh, he's actually a 
previous camper and our previous board chair um, who had passed away, unfortunately. We talked to him before and he made a huge impact on the organization and said, do you want your legacy to continue? He said, yes. And so his son is carrying on his legacy with us um, to help support that. And it just shows the family dynamic of what my mom wanted to create, how we've taken that to the cancer community and want them to know, hey, we're a family here that support one another and we understand one another and are just here to live beyond cancer together. You know, Pam, I get asked a lot of times um, when with starting 24 hours in the canyon, and, and this is the, I'm sure, Colin, you've been asked, I know your mom probably has been asked this question, um, and sometimes you just never know really how to answer it is, did you ever dream that when when you started, uh, or and, and your mom started as the family started Epic Experience, that it would turn into what it is today? No, I, I mean, that's like, the, that's like the most <laughs> common question I think I get asked. Did you ever dream? And of course, the answer is there's no way you had the forethought. To, you had these ideas, but you, right. You just there's no way you knew it was going to blow up into this. I remember um, when we hit three years and at the time I, I started working with my mom, I've been working with her since 2014. Yeah, I volunteered for the organization at the beginning, obviously being a family run organization. Um, but. I remember we got to three years and oh my God, we made it. We made, we made it. it three years. And then you <laughs> made it five years. It's like, oh, we haven't closed our doors. We're still going. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really been amazing now to see the growth in our programs, the impact that we've been able to make looking at the numbers and the people we've talked to and the transformational folks that have reached out, the um, family members of survivors that have come that have reached out to say, oh my God, thank you so much. You gave me my you know, um, partner back. You gave me my mom back. Like we've gotten, you know, those type of things. It's just, it's amazing. But one that happened recently that actually was really funny that uh, stood stands out to me as I was, um, I, I won't lie. I, uh, I'm a guy from Colorado. I like my micro brews and uh, I was at a, a brewery for live music. And so I'm sitting there and I'm with my, um, my son and this woman comes up to me and I'm wearing an Epic Experience branded shirt. And I've never seen someone so excited. She's like, oh, my God, you're with Epic Experience, like the real Epic Experience. And I'm sitting there like, who is she talking to? <laughs> and next thing you know, she's like, oh, my God, I just what you guys do is amazing. And I didn't know that like, you actually had like that. You're that you're real. And she she right then and there asked me for my number and I want to volunteer. And it was just her energy knowing what we do um, was just amazing to to know that, you know, she works at one of the cancer centers here in town, but to know that we've brought that energy to the community, not only to the survivors and caregivers, but to the medical professionals as well, that they get just as excited knowing what we can offer to the adult cancer community. So speaking of what you can offer, what are some things that you guys offer there at Epic? So we are founded on our Pinnacle Experience, uh, which is our week-long adventure camps. So we bring folks out here to the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. We do winter and summer camps. So our winter camps, you're gonna do such thing as cross country skiing, snowshoeing, sledding. Um, summer camps, you'll be doing such things as whitewater rafting, inflatable kayaking, horseback riding, hiking. And the adventure is great and it's a lot of fun. But I always say folks come to our Oaks camps for one of two reasons. They're looking for community or they want a fun adventurous trip. And our hope is they get both. Yeah. And usually what ends up has been happening is, you know, over all these years, folks come, they come for the adventure and they realize I can do these hard things that maybe I'm not very comfortable in the water. I've never been in a kayak. I haven't been through class three rapids before. 
and they prove themselves they can still they can do it and then throughout the week they realize i can also talk about an experience that maybe has been a little bit harder to talk about and so they embrace you know both the physical and emotional and mental side of a cancer diagnosis and so that's my favorite part of those transformational um, week-long adventures but since then we've added um, a few other programs we have regional one-day programs in which we go around the country um, our alumni team or ourselves travel out and we do kayaking we do stand-up paddle boarding we do a hike uh, to get people together where they are in their regions um, you know it is one of those things our week-long adventure camps as much as we've been you know around for a while right and ryan you asked about you know the can you believe we're still here it's amazing but the word is naturally getting out right. to where we have a lot of applicants for some limited spots for those week-long adventure camps um and we're trying to get do more but those are you know um, we keep them intimate for a reason the most we have at each camp is 11 survivors and so we needed to, to make an impact for those that couldn't get to those camps as much as we would like and so those regionals have come into play um we also have a podcast so our campfires of hope podcast it's a lot of patient storytelling as well as some education to where we can try and put a voice out for the cancer community to where they can hear others um we have our lit workouts that are done by sweat city fitness those are free to the adult cancer community every tuesdays and thursdays 1 p.m mountain time in which it is low impact training so they will give you adaptable exercises that you can do from the comfort of your home you can do it with your camera on with your camera off whatever you're most comfortable with but it's really just to encourage you to get back moving and we understand we're all at different points of our lives when it comes to physical ability and so we're just trying to give it an avenue of hey let's get back moving a bit to help support us out of or during cancer treatments um, and then you know lastly we have our thrive vr program and this is one that was inspired from um, the pandemic and we had the idea a while ago and we want to bring our, our experiences that we do at camp into cancer centers to where folks can live beyond cancer through a virtual reality experience so instead of work looking at the wall of the cancer center an iv bag a port line you're now being able to immerse into nature in which you can hopefully feel relaxation and inspired to once you get out of that cancer center go and get back to living a life outdoors right pam this sounds there's so many pieces and parts here um and i couldn't help but just kind of thinking and reflecting about a lot of the things that we offer how we're very very closely aligned with epic experience um you know they have the podcast which of course we have our podcast, uh, which is, is really cool. And and, and looking at, at their podcast, it's very similarly aligned with a lot of the things that we do. But they have, you know, um, we don't have week-long camps. That's the one thing we don't have. But they have one-day experiences. We have an evening experience. We have an afternoon experience, you know, for some of our activities uh, that we do, like our hikes or uh, the painting classes and things like that. But then the other thing that is really cool is they do group exercise classes just like we do. And then did you catch the one word that that uh, Wingman said several times? Free. Free. Yeah. You know, and, and I want to encourage our listeners, listen, don't take that lightly. You know, what we provide is free. What Epic Experience provides is free. Don't, again, don't take that lightly just because it's free doesn't mean that it's not epic or it's not worthwhile. I mean, you you know, going through cancer treatment is 
incredibly expensive and taxing. That's why organizations like Epic Experience and others and ours all exist and are able, hopefully able to, to, to do those things at no charge. Um, let's talk, uh, Colin, about these week-long camps. How often do the, I know you said it's in the winter and the spring um, or in the summer. How often do those happen? Is there just like one in the winter and one in the, in the summer or is there multiples throughout the winter and multiples throughout the summer? So we do, usually we're between six to eight a year. Um, so we've been at the same ranch since we were founded. It's in a little community called Sweetwater. The, the city is Gypsum. Uh, and it's about three hours west of Denver. Uh, and so we usually, on average, this could change year to year, but usually it's three winter and four summer. Cool. So what kind of experience, I mean, like, set us up for the week? Like, what, do, what would a participant do? So one, you're going to say the power of yes, I always say is a good thing. So I'm going to say yes to coming. <laughs> um, but you'll fly into uh, Denver International Airport. We'll have you come in there. Or if you're from, you're in Colorado, um, you know, uh, Amarillo is not too far from Denver as far as a drive. So um, we would pick you up in Denver or at the airport. Uh, and then from there, we drive up, you know, a few hours. We have some volunteer drivers that come and pick you up. Um, and then you're going to come up to a beautiful ranch called the 7W Ranch. It is 215 acres in Colorado. It's beautiful. You feel like you're on top of the mountain. Uh, it's actually the second oldest dude ranch. It's no longer a working dude ranch anymore, but the second oldest dude ranch in the state of Colorado. So it was originally founded in 1916. So it's got some really cool history. Um, and we go up there and we, um, you know, get everyone situated. You're in individual cabins. So. Um, cabins sleep two to four each. You have a bathroom there. Uh, it's all, you know, the water is good. Everyone always asks, can I drink out of the sink? Yes, you can. Um, and then we just, you know, sit there and we get everyone situated and uh, have some dinner. And then every night we'll have a campfire chat. So every day we're going to have a small group discussion in the, you know, in the morning after breakfast. Then we go into an activity, lunch, activity, some downtime. And then we'll have uh, dinner and campfire. And that's pretty much the, the gist of each day. The activities change each day. We might have a few other surprises in there that, that we don't share. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the most part, that's the, that's the outline of each day. And so, um, you know, days you're going down to the river, we're packing up lunch and having it on the river, which is awesome. Um, and other days we're sticking closer to home by the ranch. So what qualifies a person for coming? If you've had cancer, we have a place for you. That's what we like to say. So, um, you know, there are, there are other ones of our partner organizations and we all have our own reasons um, that uh, are five years out or, you know, certain timeframes. If you are an adult 18 and up and you have been diagnosed with cancer, it doesn't matter if it's been one year, five years, 10 years. We had a gentleman who was 43 years out and was dealing with late stage effects from his treatment. We say we have a place for you. So, um, you know, really that's it. If you've been diagnosed with cancer, then we will, you know, find a way to get you in. Like I said, we do have a very large wait list. I always tell people, the more you follow up with us and the more patience, but flexibility you have in your schedule, the better chance you have, because as we know, in the, you know, all of the listeners out there, you two as well understand, you never know what's going to happen when it comes to diagnoses, people mm -hmm. feeling ill unfortunately, different things that can or can't happen. And so we do get cancellations that happen up to two weeks out. And we'll call people saying, hey, if you're able to be flexible, we had a spot just open up. 
And so that's one of the things that really increases folks' chances to getting in, knowing that, you know, just from the pandemic alone to this past summer, we had over a thousand applicants over the two and a half years, really, that's been with the pandemic. And so it's, it's, you know, when I say we're limited, we do our best to get through, um, but that's where we're trying to add more resources. So um, I always try and tell people just be patient, but we do our best to get everyone, you know, in that list cycled through. Sure. Wow. That's incredible. That is, so you guys listening, I mean, that, that says right there, how awesome and how uh, challenging it is to get into these programs. Um, so definitely, you know, take a, take the advantage of being able to apply for that. That was another thing too, Pam. I like the way Colin said that is if you've had cancer, we have a place for you. And that's kind of our mission here is we're here as long as you need us uh, during your treatment and after your treatment and for however long you need us, we're here. And it sounds like uh, Epic Experience is, is the exact same way. Um, it is free. Um, someone may need to, um, but what is not free is getting there. So uh, we just, well, I want to make sure our listeners understand that they just, you know, you just got to get to Denver. Now, there are ways to make that work. Um, I'll give you an example. We had some folks that went to another experience um, with Casting for Recovery. And if you're not familiar with Casting for Recovery, go listen to our podcast we did with Casting for Recovery. Um, there were happened to be, luckily, there happened to be two people from Amarillo that got chosen and they carpooled. Uh, and drove uh, to the to the experience. Now, let's just say that happened here. You could carpool with someone and drive there, but you guys also have um, resources that they can apply to to other organizations and maybe receive a grant for travel assistance. Correct? Correct. Yeah. So we, the last thing we want, uh, you know, we understand it, and I think you know, Ryan, you mentioned this earlier as far as cancer is expensive enough, right? And so we don't ever want that to be a reason to cause folks more anxiety. Hey, I really want to go on this program, but I can't afford the travel to get there. So, you know, we do ask that if you are able to pay your own way for a flight that you do, but if for any reason you are not, we do have the ability through some of our partners or ourselves to be able to support with those flights or travel expenses. So after this week-long experience, what, um, from your experience, what do people walk away with? I think it's, you know, um, really just a understanding that I can, I can do more than I thought I could. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think so often, uh, we have folks that when they come to us, um, it's the tight shoulders, kind of everything feels kind of brought in when their body language. And when they leave, you see those shoulders drop down and just that freedom in your body to be able to go man, I, I didn't know if I can do these things, but now I was surrounded by an atmosphere of, you know, 15 to 20 people all week in which I felt supported to push myself and realize I can do things that maybe I wasn't sure my body would allow me to do anymore. I was able to talk about things and with other people where I felt understood. And I felt I have now a, you know, as I mentioned before, epic experience family, a family that understands me when I might have been struggling to have that community at home. And so I think it's really a transformational freedom of, okay, I can, I can keep moving forward in a positive way and find beauty and, you know, light in my life where maybe before I was questioning if I would get back to where I was before. You know, oftentimes um, 
we'd hate to see survivors let cancer live their life. Um, we want them to live life after cancer. And so what a cool experience to do out in Colorado. Um, some of those things kind of make me tense up just thinking about whitewater rafting or uh, snowshoeing, but, you know, pushing your limits. Yes, exactly. And, and it's one of those things that I share with everybody. You know, we, we work with great outfitters that support, um, you know, all of these programs. So um, they've been vetted and we always make sure until the day we take the best care of, of all of our participants to, you know, to our vendors to make sure that, uh, you know, everybody feels supported. And, and one thing I always share is, you know, if you want to go big, especially if you're, you're at a camp with, with wingman, well, I'm going to give you all the options to go big. And what I mean is if you want to go and climb this steep hill in a, in snowshoes, great. I, one of my favorite things to do in winter time is encouraging campers to join me and you go running down a hill in snowshoes because running in snowshoes is so much fun because you end up kicking snow like it's you know raining over your head <laughs> and um and I, I don't say snowing snowing's light and soft no this is like you just get a bunch coming at you and but it's it's things like that do things differently and it, that's what creates the memories and that's what we're all about at camp and we all you know i always say we have the easy way or the, the safer way that we can do all of our adventures. Or we have the way that, hey, if you want to try and push yourself a little bit, do it. Because there's no better spot to do it because you're surrounded by people that hopefully at this point you've learned you can trust. And you know will be there and have your best interest in mind to make sure you're always safe. But go create the memories that you want to create. Yeah. I, I think back to uh, just that one word of, of being adaptable. Um, you know, so both epic experiences adapting to maybe my wants or desires, but yet I'm adapting to the epic experience of being able to do something that, gosh, um, you're never going to snowshoe. I shouldn't say never. Not often are you ever going to get to snowshoe in Amarillo. Um, there have been times, naturally, but not very often, right, Pam? Not very, not very frequently. But to be able to do that and so adapting myself and coming out of my comfort zone and doing it, in, as you said, Colin, doing it in a way that you're best supported. And um, again, it's not like you guys are it's not like the epic guys are just sending you out in a boat and saying, all right, you're starting here and we'll meet you down at the bottom. Uh, good luck. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. We want exactly. our listeners to know that is it is not that they're there to support you from the moment you land or you pull up in a driveway. Um, they're there to support you and make um, camp. And that's cool because I, I, I think about camp and I think about how when I grew up going to camp and camp is such a cool experience or when you go camping with your family and it's really cool. But but this is one of those types of camps that um, you're going to walk away. Hopefully you're going to walk away if you allow it completely transformed. Yeah, I, 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 that's our goal. And, and even if it's not, if they, if folks come and they just had a week where they were able to play and, and have fun, that's great too, right? You know, that's, that's, you know, where it was created, but we knew that there was a, a launching point into uh, life, you know, beyond cancer, as we say, that we felt, we feel these experiences can provide. And, you know, that's really what we want. We want to be able to give that launching point to folks where they can kind of, okay, I can, I can take that step forward with a confident feeling in myself um, you know, again, mentally and physically knowing that I'm in a, in a stronger place with people that understand. 
Yeah. So how often once the survivors leave, do you have the phone call of, hey, can I volunteer? Because that was such a cool experience. I want to share it with others. As, as my mom and I actually were just talking about uh, um, earlier in the week, you know, somehow we always get those calls if you want to come volunteer at camp, but we don't get the call so much of, hey, I want to come file away papers in the office. You know, for some reason, yeah. it just doesn't happen as often as you'd hope. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's 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 amazing. And that's one of the things that we love. We, we you know, our, we only, because our spots, as I mentioned earlier, are so limited. We don't allow campers to come back a second time as a participant. And that is some, but I know some other organizations have, you know, they've made other experiences to where they can go and do another experience or things like that. We don't have that capacity. And so what we do offer is, you know, our, our campers that come, um, you know, not all are, are able to do it because, again, it's an even smaller amount, but it's, hey, come back and pay it forward, right? And so we do get a good amount that want to come back for that week and pay it forward. And it's like, okay, it's not going to be as glorious as it was before. Now you're hands deep in doing dishes and helping right. cook and um you know all the things that to make that experience better for the next person um so it, it is great to have our previous you know campers that come back and volunteer that some we haven't seen in three years you know and since they've come to a camp or things of that sort yeah well pam i have one question i'm dying to ask and i, I kind of set this up from the beginning let's talk about your nicknames everybody you know when we when we found you guys online and you start going through and kind of i want to learn a lot about the organization and you go on there and you go oh you click on the about us and who we are and everybody has a nickname let's talk about nicknames how does that come about yeah so it's one of those things that uh you know uh, as you're starting a camp one you know i don't know about you both but for me when i went to camp when i was a kid I had a camp counselor. Well, his name wasn't Matt. His name was Chewy, right? And so it was like, everybody called him Chewy. So it might've been when we were kids and we messed with, uh, you know, Chewy and we took those little skipper bugs from the creek and put them in, the in his toilet in his cabin. We might've been messing with Chewy and, you know, it's the kids being mischievous. Don't do that at our camps, not to wingman. That's, that's a no-go, but um, no. And so it's, it's, you think a camp is a kid, right? So that's, that's step one. Step two, there's a psychosocial aspect to it. And this is really what I try to encourage folks to understand is you're coming, you're coming to camp, right? And here you are in a place where you don't know anybody, you're coming to a new place and you're trying to have an experience in which you're gonna hopefully find some adventure, community, growth, transformation, right? So part of that is, as I always say, at home I'm calling. At home, I have the stresses of work, family, all those different things that happen at home that keep us all very busy and can sometimes be a little bit, you know, of kind of holding, holding you down, not in a bad way, but just anxious. So you come to camp, what we want is people to feel free and it's a fresh start. And so Colin is at home. Well, at, up at the 7W Ranch, I'm wingman. Because there I am, you know, I'm the guy who, hey, I want to play. I want to live life to its fullest. I want to embrace everything that the, this beautiful ranch and these mountains and these programs have to offer me. And so that's really where it comes down to is, hey, if you're going to come, leave the anxieties of cancer treatment, of, you know, what's next of scanxiety, leave that at home. 
here, come and be whatever the camp names we have. Sunshine is one. Or, you know, one of my favorites is uh, his camp name became P.S. Because on the drive up, all he kept saying was, I'm probably going to do something stupid. I'm probably going to do something stupid. So he became P.S. for probably stupid. So, <laughs> you know, so it's just it, it's all in good fun. But it is. It's embracing kind of that um, who you want to be that week and embrace that name. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets a nickname. Everybody gets a nickname. Yep. So oh. and if you don't have one by the the that next, I would say usually that first morning, you know, most of the time they're done by that night at campfire uh, that first night. But yeah, it's our, our volunteer drivers do a great job of, of helping folks with either, Hey, coming up with your name or, you know, let's have a, a new name. So, um, everybody has a name. Uh, I can tell you that my mom, yeah, my mom, the founder, Nancy heard camp names, Mama Lou, my brother, who is the reason we started the organization is train tracks because he had, um, a surgery in which he keloided pretty bad up and down his belly and they look like train tracks. Um, my sister, cause she's a energetic soul and all those places, fruit loops. I mean, we have all kinds of different names that uh, are there. Um, and, uh, one of my favorites, honestly, is, is my dad. Um, he's fuzzy and he's fuzzy cause he is actually bald as can be up top, but he did have a short little fuzz on his hair for a while. Um, bald a little bit. It was actually one of our campers at camp and they were up there and, um, she was just going through treatment and she wanted to shave her head completely. She was kind of tired of having it short and it was fuzzy itself. And so my dad said, I'll shave with, shave it with you. And so he shaved his head and he's been bald ever since. And so that's where fuzzy came from. Wow. Meaningful names. Yeah. Yeah. Some are, and some are probably stupid. <laughs> Ma'am, I don't want PS. <laughs> we we get we need some nicknames. I'm afraid to ask our listeners what what some of our what our nicknames should be. Um, oh, I think we should. I think that should be their homework. <laughs> take take a poll. Just to submit <laughs> submit nicknames. Um, maybe we'll do yours first, and then um, we'll... are you scared? <laughs> no. Are you scared of what they might come up for you? There's no telling. There's <laughs> no telling. No, but that is cool. You know, um, I love the thought process behind that. Um, as you said, some of them are very uh, meaningful and helping get over certain things. You know, train tracks. I mean, that's some might think that's gosh, that's mean. He, you're making fun of his scars. But, you know, we've talked about, Pam, sometimes the humor uh, going through cancer treatment can be dark and can be um, something that only survivors get. Um, and it, 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 But that is, it's, it's meaningful. And I think that's a cool way of thinking about it to be able to separate the camper from the home life of the day-to-day, you know, routine schedule craziness um, to being able to completely immerse and enjoy a week long experience that it, I mean, gosh, let's face it, Pam, it fits the word when you said, what is the first word comes to mind when you said epic? I mean, this is what this is what it is. It is something that you can't probably replicate on your own. There's no way. Um, and I love that. I love that. You know, the, the comedy piece you brought up, you know, Ryan, because um, we actually did, sorry, selfish plug here, but uh, on our Campfires of Hope podcast, we have an episode of comedy and cancer. Um, and we actually interviewed as a survivor that has taken his story and turned it into a hilarious comedic routine that he presents all over the country. And um, Dan 
is on that episode. And he, you know, my favorite thing in the whole episode he talks about, as hilarious as the story is of how he talked about creating it, was it's comedy is not for everybody, right? And but you have to be able to embrace what you feel comfortable with. And so if comedy is it, it can be a great tool, but that's what it is, right? It's a tool. And and sometimes your community might try and use comedy as a, a mechanism for themselves. And if you're not okay with it, you just have to be willing. And this is for everything in cancer, right? We have to be willing to speak up and just say, hey, you know what? Like, that's not my way. And, you know, that patient voice, it's your voice to share with those that when things like that happen, share with people how you want to have, you know, your survivorship go. You want the conversation to go, the content. And that's how you take back that power in your journey. Um, And so it's just one of my favorite things from any of the episodes we had as far as just, you know, comedy can be a great tool. And I love it but it's let it come when you're comfortable. Reminds us uh, of one of our podcasts, right, Ron? Yes. Um, Yeah. We, we, we discussed with um, a stage four metastatic breast cancer uh, patient, Kiara Riga, and I would say go back and listen to that episode as well. And it was on finding laughter during a cancer diagnosis. And that was where, you know, when she brought that up, that's where that came from was, you know, sometimes cancer humor can be super dark and only survivors get it, but, but they get it. And it is, it is their world. And so she um, also knows who she can talk yeah. to you like that, yeah. who you can be dark with and who you have to kind of tame yourself with. Because <laughs> you're right. That, that was a big thing for my brother. Uh, I can always joke with, with him yeah, I, I, because I was in the foxhole with him, if you will. Yeah. Right. I, I was there with him every day. I was there to see the ups and downs. And he also, that's our relationship. Our relationship is, you know, I'm the sarcastic guy. I'm always bringing in the humor from the day he was diagnosed. My mom called me to come into his, um, you know, his appointment. Cause she's like, Michael's not going to hear anything. I'm going to hear some of it. I need you here. Well, I come in and there I am making all kinds of different jokes and his oncologist who is board emeritus with us now. And one of our founding board members is looking at me just going, what is wrong with these people? Like, <laughs> but it's just, it was one of those i knew what he needed right yeah. and and so um you know that is important right every situation is itself i always say I've, i have a motto in life i wake up every day and tell myself and that is life is perspective and you know you don't understand you know um you'll know your own and, and that's all you can do yeah wow this is cool listen let's let's make sure i want to jump in real fast uh, the website is epicexperience.org, epicexperience.org. Um, you guys need to check it out. Um, one of the things, as, as you were just talking, and we don't, um, you know, you, you have core, eight core values. And uh, the one that, that at, I was looking at while you were talking, uh, Colin, talks about its growth. And it says, provide the necessary tools for survivors to encourage and empower other survivors' lives become the spark that that starts the fire in the survivor's life. And that's kind of what we're talking about there is to is to go through camp and grow and be um learn these tools and and adapt into these tools and utilize these tools to help yourself and help others. Um and that's kind of one of the things that that we look at. So epicexperience.org. Colin, is there is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners about epic experience about maybe some um something that we've missed? I think the biggest thing is just, you know, don't get me wrong, and I completely get it because it's my favorite, you know, everybody wants the camps. And as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, right, it, it's our spaces are limited. So I always try and set the expectations of we do our best. 
more, you know, don't, don't be afraid to follow up. If you apply, don't be afraid to follow up with us and see where you're at and, and keep checking in. Cause that usually is a, a bet, uh, makes your case stronger to get through. Honestly, it kind of brings your name top of mind for us. Um, but we try and just go right down the list best we can. Uh, but I think the, the biggest thing is understand Epic experience. We are here. We have our own programs. We don't believe we're the end all be all answer. And we don't want to be. Again, we're a family-run organization. We just want to make cancer suck less for the next person. That's what we want to do. And so if we don't have the solution and you give us a call and you're looking for support and it's not from us, we're going to try and direct you in the right way to whether it's one of our other nonprofit partners, hospital centers, whatever it is, to find the avenue in which we can get you the support you need. Um, and so just know that, uh, you know, Epic Experience, we hear, check out all of our program offerings. But if we can't support you, we'll try and do our best to connect you with someone that can. Yes, what a um, great um, values that you have. And, um, you know, cancer does suck no matter what, how you put it. Um, but for our listeners, you know, it's important to know that we are here just to help you, help you with your journey through cancer, just so that it sucks just a little bit less. And that's why we offer the classes that we do. So we encourage you to go check out Epic, um, but also come and check out some of the things that we offer if you're not quite ready to go um, on those crazy experiences for some. Um, but Colin, thank you so much for joining us. But our last um, segment is Pete's Powerful Moment. We are sponsored by Pete's CarSmart Kia. Do you have a powerful moment that you could share with our listeners? You know, I think uh, I have a lot. I've done a lot of camps over the years and seen a lot of amazing um, transformations. Um, but I think one that stands out to me the most because I had my own experience that I could relate to um, was I had a young woman uh, who came to camp and for everybody, their anxieties come from different things for our programs. And this was getting up on a horse. She had been, um, you know, had an experience where she had an injury on a horse when she was in her younger years. And so she really wasn't sure if she wanted to. And, you know, what definitely wasn't sure about the trail ride, but she knew she, she was so emotional. She was in tears. She wanted to try. And I had my own experience with horses that I hadn't been on a horse in years. Um, you know, I'd go out and pet horses, but I got headbutt by a horse when I was younger, knocked out cold type of thing. And so I, I always thought I was fine. It was a joke, but like my hand would shake a little bit at times. And over the years, it got better and better. And this camper was so interested about getting on the horse. So I went ahead and said, here, let's go together. So I'm out there like a city slicker with my basketball shorts and flip-flops, not planning on getting on a horse. But I go ahead and say, you know, come here. So we walk over there and I get up. I said, if I get on the horse first, will that be better? So I'm up on the horse and I get up there and I'm holding her hand. And I said, we're just going to sit on the horse. Just, you know, as they say, get back up on that horse. That's what we're going to do. So we did that. I get off and then she gets up and she has tears pouring down her face, but they're tears of gratitude. And, um, you know, that was just amazing to be able to experience that with her. And it helped me overcome my own anxieties to where now I've gone horseback riding all over again, multiple times to where I'm, you know, back finding the joy for it and loving it. But it was just through a shared experience with her and to see her get through that moment and talk about that for the next couple of days of camp, how like it was a sign to her of her own cancer journey of just saying, you know what, like I got back up on that horse and I never knew if I would be able to. And she said she was able then to embrace cancer of this does not own me. This does not run my life. 
I got back up on that horse and I'm going to keep living my life and keep finding the joy in each day. And so it was just a, a really cool one to share. That's so awesome. It just, it reminds me of thinking like a springboard, you know, this is the, the fresh start. This is the springboard into, you know, turning that chapter, turning the page um, and, and, and making, you know, the best out of that bad situation that you've been given and uh, really transforming that. God, you guys, Colin, thank you so much for what you your family does. Um, I can relate. Our family is heavily involved in 24 Hours in the Canyon. And um, I mean, it's one of those things. It is a family experience. And um, it, it, when one person is, is committed, the whole family is committed, right? And uh, some say I need to be committed, but um, you know, it, it is, it is a big undertaking. So I, man, I just thank you guys for what you do and, and how you go about doing that. And, and, um, the challenge that, um, uh, of making a bad situation into, into a good situation for countless numbers of people. So thank you for that. Thank you, Pam, Ryan. I appreciate you having me on to share our story and, uh, you know, those listening, we're here hopefully to support where we can. Yeah. So Pam, obviously the homework for our, uh, our, our guests, our listeners is to go check out Epic Experience at epicexperience.org and apply, right? A simple homework. Um, it, it is not, you don't have to give like a blood sample. You don't have to provide 12 forms of ID. Uh, you don't have to do anything too taxing. I guarantee you it's probably way less taxing than half of the paperwork you filled out at, at one doctor's visit. So uh, that's the homework, right, Pam, for our listeners? Yes. We want to make sure they do that. Now, the other thing, too, is, is I, you know, as you, you hit on something, Pam, you said, come check out some of our experiences. You know, we try really hard to offer at least one to two, sometimes multiple um, day experiences, evening experiences, weekend experiences. Um, you never know what we're going to come up with. Uh, right. I mean, you got, we, we sit around and we come up with some, what we think might be, uh, fun classes, um, and, and like glass blowing blows me away. No pun intended to think about doing a glass blowing class with some of our survivors, including myself being there. But I mean, we, these are experiences just like Epic experience officers offices offers, excuse me. These are experiences that you probably have never done before. And so we want to provide those experiences for you. Get it, get you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. At All no charge. Free. At no charge. Yeah. And so, you know, here's the thing. So yeah, take that serious. Get to epicexperience.org. Check that out. If you feel led to make a, a monetary donation for our podcast, if you have, you know, gotten some benefit out of what goes on here, uh, we want to point you to our website. It's the number 24survivorship.org slash donate 24 survivorship.org slash donate you can make a monetary gift there uh to help continue the podcast uh we do thank pete's uh car smart kia for sponsoring our podcast and we definitely want you guys to continue listening and, and share this share this with some survivors that you know uh get them involved check out epicexperience.org and then make sure you join us here next week for another great episode of beyond the ribbon Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.